This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Non-stop Viking stop. It's Purple Daily. Score North and scorenorth.com. And I tell you guys I love you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I will ride with this group until they don't want to play anymore. Let's go, gentlemen. It is officially football season. Hold on. I just hit the wrong bed. Let's try this one instead. Let's get the chime. Yes. Should we do it? Oh, not just, not just the chimes. We want the flag. We have football. There we go. Get all tangled up. You know what? Now it's back. It's back just like the offseason. All tangled up, and now it's back. We are here. We are now uh, one, two, two sleeps until the Vikings open their season against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's the day before the day before as we're recording this. It's the eve before the eve here. Mm Mm-hmm. This Purple Daily Feedback Friday episode live. So we are. We're, so here's our live schedule. We're giving you daily Vikings entertainment, sometimes two, three episodes a day. We're going to be live, as always, every Friday, just after 10 o'clock on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, starting on Monday, every single day after Vikings game. So mostly Mondays. But the day after the Vikings game, we will be live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel at 9 o'clock a.m. Central Time. So we're adding a second live stream every single week. And we're going to be popping your comments on the screen. We're going to be, we'll be doing like our pie charts, our hottest Vikings takes on that Monday episode. So mark it on your calendars, clear off your work outlook calendar. Tell your boss that you're a little, uh, a little sick every Monday morning. No, just whatever. tell your boss, boss, sit down. It's purple daily time. That's right. You show up at work, you That's fire him. it up and you say, <laughs> look, bozo, it's purple daily time. What's Purple Daily Time? Don't worry about it. If you know, you yeah. know. Yeah. You're fired. You know, Whatever. It's fine. And if you don't know, you're about to find out. No. So uh, if you're new to the show here on this, if you're stumbling into Purple Daily for the first time because the football season started, Dan Campbell's Lions started 1-0 last night, which we'll talk about. Uh, this is Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. That is our mantra on this show. Every Friday, we collect your comments, questions, concerns, critiques from the YouTube channel from the Scorn Earth app, the Feedback tab, and we call it Feedback Friday here, presented by our friends at TCL, which has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs, too. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more at TCL.com. And these Friday live streams are presented also by Surly Brewing Companies Before I Die Lager. So we had a great time last night on the uh, the Hubbard boat on the St. Croix, and 
I can't tell you how many cans responsibly of Surly's Before I Die Lager were consumed with uh, some of our great friends and uh, advertising partners. That was a blast last night. It was absolutely. And look at that can right there. Look at that beauty. That speaks to everything that's about to start on Sunday when the football goes into the the air before we die, before I die. We all want a a Super Bowl championship for the Vikings. Not surprisingly, on that that cruise last night, which I believe was a two-hour, not a Gilligan's Island three-hour cruise, the before I die, well, guess what? It vanished quickly. You know why? Because it's just that good. If you have not tried it, try it. And here's the other great thing. It is a beer that you can enjoy throughout the course of a football game, and it's a perfect, what we call a session beer for watching a game and enjoying a great beer. This is really, really, really good stuff, folks. Give it a try. Uh, you can find it, uh, I think, basically throughout bars now in the Twin Cities and certainly at your local liquor store before I die. One of many fine, fine beers, including my favorite, Furious, from Surly Brewing. Question number one here from Cody Clam chimes in. Do you really foresee the Bears and Lions being better than the Vikings? I've seen this on several season prediction websites. One even had the Bears winning the division. The Lions obviously won last night. I don't see this all happening, but curious what your guys' thoughts are. So I guess how do you guys feel? Let's start with the Lions here. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, let's watch the Bears play a game before we yeah. make a judgment there. But we've seen the Lions play a game. Now, granted, Kansas City was without, I would say, two of their three best players, Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. And Kadarius Tony picked a great night to have one of the worst nights a wide receiver has ever had in the history of football. Troy Williamson. Um, it was, yeah, it's it was the a Denver Troy Williamson. Game. It's the Denver game. Yeah. Except, like, I don't think Troy Williamson had one go for a pick six the other way, right? He tried. He, yeah. he had a crossing pattern that, if you remember, was a perfect pass, and he dropped, and it could have been. The uh, the expected points added note. I sent this to Phil last night. I don't know if you saw it floating around, too. I think it was from PFF. So he had negative 2.16 expected points added on targets. Basically, if you threw the ball to him three times, that essentially means that, that is worth six points for the other team. And it was. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> Very accurate. So now that you've seen the Lions in action, it is d- despite you know the Chiefs being depleted, it's a big win for the Lions going out national TV on the road. What is your new opinion of the Lions? Ooh, so I do like their offensive line. It, it looks it looks to be what like the Vikings were trying to to do with you know their draft picks and and especially of course in the Vikings case the interior because the tackles are very good. Um, but I agree with the point of I'm not sold on that this this means that they're going to win the division. And just to quickly say, without having seen them play a game, I think the Bears are at least a year away, which is why I keep saying the Vikings might not win 13 games, but I am not going to be surprised if they win a second consecutive division title. I, I just, like, let's see a lot more from Detroit consistently. Because, um, you know, keep in mind, if, if Kadarius Tony has the pick six, so he pops that ball in the air. But if he catches that other pass late in the game, Harrison Butker almost certainly kicks a field goal and the Chiefs win. So the Lions got a lot of of help, and I am loathe after week one in football especially to declare things. So I am still very much in wait-and-see mode on the Detroit Lions. I mean, with the Bears, yeah, I I don't really buy that until I, I guess they have to prove it to me. The Lions were a good team last year. The Lions gave the Vikings fits. They should have won the game that was at U.S. Bank Stadium, too. 
Uh, so you could have made the case the Lions should have won both games against Minnesota, which they obviously Vikings lost in Detroit last year. Um, yeah, I think I think it's Vikings and Detroit in the NFC North, and it, it seems like the betting favorites, uh, the national talking heads, are definitely probably leaning more towards Lions. That was the uh, feeling at least I got uh, in the preseason, and then you saw obviously a sample size of a game yesterday where they beat the defending Super Bowl champions. Breaks or no breaks, that happens in football. Whoever ends up with the best breaks usually ends up winning the game. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be mostly a two-horse race between the Bikes and Detroit. I have a healthy semi-respect for the Lions. I, I, I certainly don't think they are the laughing stock that they were, you know, a couple of years ago. I don't know that they're ready to, even in a weak NFC, a wide-open NFC challenge for a trip to the Super Bowl. I do sense a little bit of disrespect from Vikings fans just looking at, you know, six or seven decades of ineptitude in Detroit, and that's fair. So I, I would say... Detroit probably getting their tires pumped a little more than they should nationally. Vikings probably getting their tires deflated a little bit more. They're probably within like one win of each other. They they both feel like nine or ten win teams that are going to be feisty and competitive, and we'll see if that's enough to to be the first two teams in this division. Don't forget, too, though, the last two years, uh, Dan Campbell's teams got off to bad starts. I, I want to see what happens when they go into a bit of a slump, how quickly they come out of it. Because that's the, you know, last year they became a good team after, what, like a 1-6 and six start? Mm-hmm. So, like, if when, when things start to go wrong, I, I want to see them quickly avoid that. And then the last part of this discussion, too, is we're sort of ignoring the Packers, and I understand that, that we don't expect them to be as good, but to me, they're the wild card, not Chicago. Like, I, I think the Green... I, I am far less willing to write off the Green Bay Packers than I am the Bears, because I think a year from now, the Bears are going to start to be good. Uh, the, the Packers, I just don't know, but I don't know enough to say they're going to suck. Well, also, the Packers, it's like, okay, you got a quarterback who's never put the franchise on his shoulders before. I, he'd made some good throws in preseason, but we got to sure. see him. Can Great. Bakhtiari, the left tackle, stay healthy for a chunk? Yeah. And then they've got some interesting talent at wide receiver. I also like Aaron Jones is like, is he like 30 years old now? They have A.J. Dillon, I guess, too. But I don't know. I, it's it's hard until you see a few games. And the Packers might be one of those teams that just looks different in November because yes. Jordan Love needs some games under his belt, right? Absolutely. I'm just saying, to me, of those three teams, I think I know the least about the Packers. That's probably fair. Okay. Uh, Jake Myers Doriot chimes in here and says, how do you feel about Kansas City? Because Kansas City's on the schedule here in a few weeks uh, after they lost to Detroit. I know Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones will probably come back by that time. Does does it make you think differently about the Vikings Chiefs as we look ahead on the schedule? Um, Not really. It does a little bit just because those receivers were so putrid. Um, but Travis Kelsey is going to be back, I would expect, long before that game. And if Travis Kelsey is back, uh, the Chiefs go back to being uh, pretty good offensively, I think, because Mahomes himself is still absolutely, and he he showed this last night, just didn't get help at all. He's still incredible. Defensively, though, yeah. Like, like, do I think that the Vikings could engage the Chiefs in a in a Sunday shootout offensively? Yeah, absolutely. Because this defense of Chris Jones, and I have no idea there. If Was Chris he jo- sitting in a suite last night? Did I see that? With like yeah, his agent? Up. Yeah. Just, so just he must have bought lurking. the suite. Or, but anyway, um, <laughs> I guess I feel a little bit differently based on the fact that that defense does look suspect. I will just caution you before. 
Spagnuolo's defenses have looked suspect at times, and he fixes them. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question the question is, how quickly can this get fixed again? Because Spags. there have been times where we're Spags. like, oh, Spags is, Spags Spags. is toast. Spags is toast. No, Chili's good Spags. friend. Spags is and never toast. No. Spags' defense comes back. The Spaginator. But, I mean, this could be a really fun 42-35 type of game. And and the Chiefs actually and the Holmes era have gotten off to what I would consider slow starts. Uh, in 2021, they actually started the year 3-4. and four. And they obviously still made it to the AFC title game that year. In 2019, they had lost a couple games early as well. So they're a slow starting team, and I'm definitely not going to take a whole lot of stock um, in them dropping an early game when you have Andy Reid, who's one of the best NFL coaches of all time, and you have the best quarterback of all time. Uh, it's it's obviously a slow start for the Chiefs, but I would still fear them just as much as I did before this game started. But And I, I agree, like just because they've got some weird juju here early in the season – and they're probably coming off a little Super Bowl hangover, right? The cliche Super Bowl hangover doesn't mean that all of a sudden they're, you know, they're worthless. But if they start slow, this doesn't impact the Vikings game as much. Like they're going to be a tough beat regardless against the Vikings. I'm saying like big picture for the season. I mean, there's 10 or 11 teams in the AFC that are good. So if yeah. you all of a sudden start like two and three or two and four, and now you're clawing back to get, is 10 wins, is it possible you could have seven teams that are like 10 wins or better and all of a sudden you lose a tiebreaker? And, you know, it's the AFC is a, is a, is a weird deal this year. Okay, Dave from Duluth chimes in, says, after the Giants' playoff loss, I was a bit cynical on the Vikings' chances, but after giving the offseason a chance to marinate a bit, I think they might be pretty good. I'm curious to ask you guys, especially Judd, do you think the Vikings think they are good? What's the vibe like inside TCO Performance Center compared to other years? Do the Vikings think that they're good? Well, first of all, let, let's be very, very clear. Dave, we all know Duluth is good. Your hometown is absolutely outstanding. Beautiful. Just because one member of this show great, great is too blinded by yep. something that occurred in your town, I, Dave. Fall, the fall colors this time it, of year, too? This is about oh. to be the time of year to drive mm-hmm. to Duluth. You come down that bit, you know, the big hills, gorgeous. Maybe drive Sunday, up to the, drive up to yeah. the Glensheen Mansion and you know take, really take a Sunday this? afternoon stroll up there. Oh wait, there's football on. I can't do that. That's, Your fiance would love. You know what you should do? Saturday stroll because you hate college football. You've said that before. I do. Why, hate college why football. not? I think Vinny more, and the gals would, would love a trip up to the you North and Shore. Kelsey yeah. and, and the Vinster jump in the car, oh, the family cruiser. Like and you and you finally come back and give us a full report, and you tell Dave, I am sorry, Texas because Dave, we love you. Um, yes, the, I, I would say this. The Vikings are very confident, and they should be. Um, they're also run by a coach who is very confident and very positive. So, yeah, I if the question is, am I sensing, like, doubt, you know, self-doubt? No, not at all. And, and look, I mean, O'Connell sets a tone that flies in the face of doubt. Like, like he empowers his players. He wants them. Kirk Cousins is a changed man. So uh, if, if you're looking for, you know, is, is there like some, some secret doubt behind the scenes that I pick up on? Absolutely not. I think the Vikings mm-hmm. are incredibly confident. And look, for winning a division, I think they should be. I agree. I think they should be. Kevin Not O'Connell just Super has Bowl, a, I don't know, but yeah. There's a cocksuredness about Kevin O'Connell, right? He's just kind of he's just a confident, suave guy. Do you know why? Because he's wired like a great quarterback. He is. He's wired like so, one. There's some coaches. I mean, Sean McVay is wired like a great quarterback, but yeah. obviously like wasn't like, tall enough and physically gifted enough. 
So, yeah, I uh, I mean, you've been around the practice facility way more than I have, but I sense a similar, I don't know if bravado is the right word. I think it's like a humble confidence with this team. It's you know kind who, of like Kirk, Kirk Cousins is sort of humbly confident, right? I would say it's that sort of You know of who they life. sort of reflect really, and, and they should, but his demeanor is really, really impressive? Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson could be a cocky a-hole. Like, he could be. But he's not. Um, but he's not. But he's very, very confident. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's like, I'm going to go do my job. I'm going to be the best. Uh, and you all know I'm the best. But he never comes across as arrogant. And I would say that this team does a very good job of really reflecting Jefferson's just complete confidence. But it doesn't come across. And and I do think o- O'Connell deserves credit. Because here's the thing with O'Connell. And, and Phil, in, in teams that you've uh, covered, you've probably seen the exact same thing. A guy like O'Connell doesn't tolerate jackasses. So yeah. if you so if you are a jackass, you better bury that. Like like have they gotten rid of any that. jackasses in the last? They haven't like turned their roster over a lot. I mean Kendricks, Ken, some of these guys, Kendricks was not a jackass. Oh, and and Thielen was not. Um, Jalen Rager, Jalen Rager. I don't. I don't, think he's don't, a jackass. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But but you know who I think like like. I'll give you an example of a guy that I think they looked that at. That backup said, kicker was a jackass, wasn't yeah. he? That Pod, Le- well, Pod Greg, Lesney. Greg Joseph's out, out of control. I'm um, kidding. Pod Lesney uh, family, whatever. I'll give you an example of a guy I think didn't fit in, and, and he wasn't that good. He wasn't good, but I also think he didn't fit in their their quote unquote culture. Uh, Cam Dantzler, a guy like that. Yeah, I think he didn't put in the war. Kind of a jackass. There was something about him I think they just flat out didn't like, and and so. So and and I don't think O'Connell's going to make examples like there's not go- going to be some big fallout, but I think he's just very good at I- either either those guys get peeled off the roster or if they don't, they change their tone while they're here. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Judd, I need you to do me a favor and get the flag for a second because uh, Sorry, I have heard I've heard through the grapevine here. We have a loyal listener who's been part of Feedback Friday. I've seen his name several times asking great questions. So Derek Vetter is uh, one of our most loyal listeners and viewers of Purple Daily. And his son, Cameron, is turning 15 years old this Saturday. Get the flag. Cameron. That's right. Get that permit, that driver's permit. Way to go, Cameron. One year away from Sweet 16. So, Cameron, I know you guys are probably uh, listening in the car, bouncing around this weekend. Uh, Happy birthday to you. Happy 15th. John will send you a present. Actually, if, if you could send Judd a present for yeah, your birthday, he would. I would really like something, like a collectible or something. That would be very nice. We'll talk about those later in the show. By the way, uh, Marcus J says, "Listen, I love Judd, but but here's the but. Yeah, he's fair. not really making sense in his season projections with what he's saying he expects from the team. Judd's last record prediction was Vikings going eight and nine. Was it eight? It was eight or nine wins? Oh, it was nine wins. I don't think I had him below five hundred. Guys... One of them you had him at eight wins. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm I thought that was earlier. I'm, I got, I've got. I thought I thought that was earlier. I feel like you. I feel like I. I had him at nine, and you guys had. I, I was one we'll off it. of you guys, and I'm pretty sure that you guys had ten. I'm sure you didn't have nine. Let's see here. Okay, so the last one we did was August 18th. Mm-hmm. Do we stand by these, or do we? Do, I mean, there's really no time now. Like, we're going to do this. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to do it now. I just a note about that. We probably should have picked the schedule. No, but we, did, we, we picked it four times. Like, And the 18th. Sure. Okay, okay right. how about this? I'll, Instead I'll of going through all the games, here, here's, here was the last record projection. Okay. Dex and I each had 10 and 7. 
Judd, you had nine and eight. Yeah. We'll get we'll get back to the emailers' criticism here shortly. Mm-hmm. Instead of going through all the games here, do you guys want to go? Why don't we do this on on the purple picks episode for Saturday? We will instead of going through all the games, we'll just give the record. Let's go on the record with the record. Okay. On the Saturday episode, you okay. good with that? Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm going to make a note so that I don't forget about this. So yeah, go go back to his note because I've I've got a point to make off of I think what his point is, but. Okay. What will Vikings record be? I know if I don't write it down, I'm totally yeah. gonna forget when we do. So that. the last, so the August 18th prediction, I had nine and eight, and nine you guys had ten and seven, right? I, I so, think you guys were in lockstep. Yep. So he says he, uh, the Judd projects the Vikings to go eight and nine. So it's really nine and eight. But on the Before I Die podcast, he said he predicts the defense to be top fifteen, and he has constantly said he expects the offense to be very good, top ten, maybe fringe top five, as we all do. So if our defense is ranked top 15 and the offense continues to progress and get better, how do you see, he says, an 8-9 and nine finish, I'll say a 9-8 and eight finish? How yeah. is that going to work? So here's how it's going to work. First of all, the schedule is tougher. Second of all, you're not going to win 13 games. I do not think. Third of all, I am willing to say, again, I, I don't think the division is going to be great. Like, I don't know how it's going to stack up, but I think the Vikings with a record that's not as good as a year ago still could win the division. And the last thing is, I could be totally wrong. I mean, they could they they could be far more successful. Dex, we may need to put Judd in time. I think here. it's a lot more like... difficult. Let's put I think, Judd. In time I think out. I think it may have came back towards the end of that little rant, but yes, there was a. Little, I think it yeah, it was little, like a little, little weird. Radar. Let's bring him back in here real quick, just Hold to on. see. I think we're good. And we're good. Careful, don't swear. We're live. Are we good? Okay. No. Yep. Nope. I We're got good. It. Okay. We're that back. The weird. gremlin. The gremlins came in for like was, two seconds right there. I apologize for that. That was very odd, and I got a weird prompt on my screen too. Hmm. I wonder what's going on. Uh-oh. But yeah, I mean, prompt, I could. Be, what did the prompt say? That your your I, it said my audio. Uh, your prediction out? doesn't make sense. It says it said my audio you're you're full out? of crap. If you think the Vikings are going to be. But the bigger thing is the the two big things is one I think the schedule is tougher, more difficult, and two I think that they could win the division with a record that is not outstanding because I don't know this division is going to be great. There, there there has also been like San Diego Chargers teams, Philip Rivers. Um, even I think recent Justin Herbert teams that have top five, top ten, both offense and defenses, and those teams win nine games. Yeah. Like it, right. it just it right. unfor- the, the breaks are the breaks. Sometimes we saw it last night with the Chiefs and Lions. You don't get all the breaks in the in the all the games, even if on paper from a thirty thousand foot view you have the eighth best defense and the fourth best offense. It's yeah. also really easy. I think we're guilty of this as football media, football fans, of being obsessed with top ten. Is it a top 10? Is Kirk a top 10 quarterback? Is it a top 10 offense? Is it a top 10 defense or top 15 defense? Well, there's only 32 teams. In college football, you're a top 10 offense. You're probably putting up 40 points a game. Sure. You know, in the NFL, there's 32 teams. So if you are the 15th best defense, it means you're right in the middle. And the, and the, what's, the, what's the median record? Eight, nine wins in the NFL. And so if you have, let's say you have the 16th best defense and you have the ninth best offense, you're probably like a nine-win team. So, And that's why I think you know, the, the Vikings had the eighth best offense scoring last year. It's not unrealistic to set the expectation. Let's not just settle for, oh, that's pretty good. Right. That's the, the Vikings' entire history has been, they're pretty good. A 10-11 win team. They may go to the division round of the playoffs. They're like the ninth best team, eighth best team in the NFL. Well, if you want to win a Super Bowl before we die, 
guess what you need? The third best offense and a top 10 defense. The best offense and, like, what is the thing that you are elite at? What are you hanging your hat on when the AFC-NFC championship game rolls around, right? So the offense has to be that, I think. Like, I'm with you. If the defense can be top 15, I would take it and I would run with it. The offense has to jump from eight to something in the top five if you actually want this team to be, like, playing deep into January. Mm -hmm. And bottom line, it's more fun if I'm wrong. I'd love to see them win 12 or 13 games. That sure. that would be awesome. But they did get a lot of breaks last year. A lot of things went their way. There were some impressive wins. But, again, it's not sustainable to think that you're going to come back uh, eight times in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, you know, T- Tampa Bay won its god-awful division with an, what, eight and nine mark last season. Yeah. So there's just a lot of weird things that can t- take place. But I certainly, just to be very clear, do not expect this to be a train wreck of a season of any sort. Okay, let's see here. By the way, if you are hanging out with us, thank you for devoting some of your Friday to Purple Daily live on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. If you could click the subscribe button and the like button on the YouTube channel, you can help us keep growing this thing. God, we're getting close to like 40,000 subscribers on this channel, which would be amazing. Um, we continue to to chart among Apple's most popular football podcasts, so a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple helps us. So thank you guys for doing those things. The Bacchinator chimes in and says, 12 personnel. Football. Which is one running back, two tight ends, three receivers. 12 personnel, the best wide receiver in the game, and the best blocking right, uh, the best blocking tight end in the game. Reminds me of the Mike Tice era, where the, the Vikings had some of the best offenses in the NFL. During, now, the defenses let those teams down. Um, but yeah, I mean, you had, you had, they ran a lot of 12 personnel. If I'm not mistaken, 20 years ago, you had Randy Moss, the best receiver in the game. And then you had, they had different tight ends, but it was like a lot of Jim Kleinsasser, a lot of like Jermaine Wiggins was in the mix toward the end of the Mike Tice era as the pass catching tight end. Mm-hmm. And they scored a ton of points. Well, and I, I actually think being in 12 personnel is going to benefit Kirk more. I, I think it's going to highlight what Kirk does well. It's going to get him a little bit more protection, probably. Um, I think Josh Oliver's going to surprise because he almost has come here from Baltimore with the with the uh, reputation, and he is a huge man. Yeah, he, He's a blocker, he's a blocker, he's a blocker, which he is, but he can catch passes as well, so he could be a threat. He's going to be at least a threat at times to, shall I say, leak out and catch a pass. Oh, because he can leak, leak out. out. Let's go. Come on. It's football but, season. But I think the 12 personnel thing ultimately is going to benefit O'Connell as a play caller and Kirk's ability to for what Kirk does well. So I think it's going to be a good fit. Do you, do you guys ever, now that it's football season, the fall weather is here in Minneapolis, do you ever find yourself using football vernacular in everyday life situations? You know, like at the gopher tailgate last week. At one point, I'm pretty sure I said, hey, I'm going to leak out and go grab another beer. <laughs> no, I want, didn't hear hey, gonna, that. Then. Hey, let's, uh, let's slide, let's slide, let's, uh, let's, slide right let's here. Slide okay. beer protection. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> slide surly protection. One of my favorite ones, I don't know if I necessarily do it because it's fall football season, but like if someone makes a really good decision that was on the fly, one of my go-to sayings is veteran play at the line. Football. Veteran play at the line. Let's call an audible. Hey, let's check. Yeah. Let's check. Let's check to this. Or actually, you know, we we're going to go over here to this restaurant. Let's yeah. let's make a check. Well, but that, on the street, God, God. veteran play at the line. Great decision. Yeah. Let's go. Football. That's great. 
You know, it would be a veteran play, a veteran decision, and we just hung out with our guys at Ugly Deck last night. It was great, drinking Surly's on the boat. Is for you to replace that Ugly Deck, that loose railing, those rickety boards, UglyDeck.com. In fact, yeah, look at that right there. Look at that deck. Like, let's say your deck's in disrepair right now, bad shape. How would you like your deck to look like that? And how would you like to save thousands? Because a maintenance-free deck can be expensive. But what if I told you there's a way to save $10,000, even if you think you can't build a deck yourself? UglyDeck.com has the DIY assist program where Ugly Deck installs your footings and ledger, designs and assists with your project, and you finish the deck and you save thousands, you get a free DIY coach. That's right. That's right. The Kevin O'Connell of, <laughs> of Ugly Deck shows up and helps you out from start to finish. Half of the UglyDeck.com DIY customers, they have never framed a deck before, but if you can DIY it with their help, average savings, between ten and eleven grand, boys, ten and eleven thousand mm. dollars. If you go to their website, you can pick out your deck and check out all the great national brand products that they carry. Right now, the fall promo, five hundred dollars off, and just tell them that Judd or the guys from PD sent you, which we of course always appreciate because it helps us as well. Late summer and fall, a perfect time to build a deck. So get started now on their website, uglydeck.com. Click on DIY. That position coach, that DIY deck position coach going to show up, show up. He's going to help you out or she, and it's going to get done. Yes. Uh, also, a shout out to our friends at Nutrisource, NutrisourcePetFoods.com, the official dog food and pet food of Purple Daily here. Yep. Miss Ma- so Miss Maya Mackey not only got a new bed, she's always excited oh. when she gets like a new bed or a new toy. Yep. Um, she had a, so she's had a great day so far. A new bed came in the mail. She had a great big breakfast, her Nutrisource chicken and rice. Just a, a great start to the weekend for Maya. Well, that, that that's great. Now, Stella there, like her toy's all over the house. She takes her toys and drags them all. But <laughs> but you know the time – But do you know the time that she is a good girl? It's when she knows that the Nutrisource is coming, and that can include her food or her training rewards treats. I got to get you guys a new picture because look at the Vinster's newest shot wow. there. That – that this looks guy. like ju- like first day junior year of high school, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Got to I see the Vinster say, yesterday. The Vinster was yeah. uh, in the car yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Bill was able to see the Vinster. Um, this was, uh, I can full disclosure, this was a post situation where he was playing ball outside and then decided to run laps around the new mud and grass area. <laughs> oh, and we had to give him a little bit of a mini, mini bath, little mini paw bath. So he wasn't too pleased with that. But during bath time, the only thing that he is takes solace in is the fact he gets his Nutrisource treat. So that's what the stink eye is for to Who's a degree. Who's a good boy? But he knows he's getting his Nutrisource. He'll be okay. Who's a good boy? NutrisourcePetFoods.com. That's NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Um, and then also, so uh, it's tailgating season, you guys. Right? It is Weber grill season. You can get your Weber grills, a brand new Weber grill from Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden, more than 20 metro locations. It is kebab season. It's shrimp on the Barbie season. It's uh, it's mystery meat season. If you want to go back to that weird Instagram photo Kirk posted like three or four years ago. Like, what is that? Is that tofu? Like, we didn't really know what he was cooking on the grill. Could be wings, but hey, football season's here. So that means it's Weber grill season. Kick off tailgating season at Fratelloni's, one of the largest Weber dealers in the state. Scornorth.com, keyword Weber, or stop into one of the 20 plus metro locations of Fratelloni's. Hardware and garden. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Football. Let's go. Uh, let's see here. Um, on the Kirk front, Marcus Edget, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, chimes in and says, the periods in the Netflix documentary Quarterback where Kirk would shut down, he would shut down and get all kind of in his feelings it seemed to mirror the stretches that the offense completely disappeared last season. With KOC and Quasi being culture guys, is a cousin's extension completely tied to whether he can change his game day demeanor with less sulk and more Hulk <laughs> in the game and on the sideline? That's a really interesting question. Um, do I think it's tied to it directly, like the most important thing on a list? No. Do I think that they would like to see him be a little bit more... Uh, less Judd-like, absolutely. Um, <laughs> wow. so, Self-awareness. Is, um... Well, I, dude, I see Kirk and I both see the same thing, which is we see bad things and we see things falling apart. And O'Connell see sees people. Uh, I see dead people. I see dead He's footballs. Dead the whole time. I see dead footballs. Defla- <laughs> you know what we see? Deflated <laughs> footballs. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it is. I think it can't be dismissed completely because – Look, there's probably a multitude of reasons why when Cousins camp approached the Vikings in March that he was rejected, it was declined. And I think among those is the Jefferson contract is going to get done, and that's clearly going to change things how the cap is set. And and I know the cap goes up, but Jefferson's going to make a ton. But, yeah, I think Kirk's demeanor, and I think O'Connell's desire probably to work with a young quarterback who he can mold more. Like, he can get the most from Kirk. I think he proved that. But Kevin O'Connell can't mold Kirk. Kirk is a 35-year-old grown adult. He's not a 22, 23-year-old draft pick. So I think it's a good observation. Like, I think it's an inter- I think it's an interesting observation that's at least worth considering and certainly shouldn't be dismissed completely as, oh, that's just a bunch of crap. It was interesting how uh, KOC said in the doc, there's times where I got to tell him to calm down, and then there's also times where I just got to let him work it, work it out. Right, like it's not like KOC has his thumb over him every time things are flustered or things are panicked, and he has to be the one to shake his shoulders basically to get him back into place. I like that he also admitted that sometimes you're a 34 year old, 10 year plus veteran quarterback. This is also on you to figure it out. You don't necessarily need me all this time to help you get out of a funk. Yeah, it. I, I did sense this is just you know reading the room on the documentary and also just kind of conversations around the team and whatever that KOC gets a little frustrated with Kirk's demeanor sometimes that mm-hmm. he does, that he does, that Kirk can bring a little bit of a weird negative energy. It's funny. Cause when you see Kirk at his best, he's bringing this fun sort of goofy, almost nerdy energy, right? Kirk chains. So he's got, he's got different sides to his personality, like all of us do. But in some of those critical moments, he does bring some weird energy to the room. And Kevin is clearly trying to get him. There's moments where on, on camera, right? Kevin's like, Hey man, hey, trust me. Hey, we're fine. We're fine. Which is how you might talk to a kid or a young quarterback. It's it, it's a little odd that it's coming from like a 34-year-old, but I do think some of that explains a little bit of Kirk's lack of team success that maybe in some of those moments 
he brings a little weird energy or he's already sort of having this defeatist mindset before the game is over and or things are off script and he's thrown off a little bit. So I would say process-wise, if he can fix some of that, he's not going to be a different person. If he can fix some of that, he probably becomes a better quarterback for four full quarters and the team wins more games and goes deep in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I don't know that, that at that age that you can change who you are in, in what basically amounts to a football crisis situation. Like, it's a great point, and it would be nice. I just don't I, – I think that – because the one thing that is incredible about the upper echelon, like I'm talking about the best of the best at that position, uh, who are both uh, mentally wired right and also have the physical capability – is their ability when things are falling apart to just be as you know cool, calm, and collect? I mean, who? What is a better co-worker than in a moment of crisis? You look at that person and they just got this because then you're like, oh, okay, everything's and, okay. Yeah, oh. and and I don't know. Oh that my God. Per- okay. Yeah. Well, and oh you God. got well, and and you can try to act calm, and, but some folks are just really, really calm. We're and, all gonna and, die. Uh, yep. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like, oh, he's going to miss the field goal. I, I just, I always go back to the end of that Colts game. Here's this incredible comeback. Like it's, and yes, you played terrible for the majority or a half of that game, but here's this incredible comeback and your field goal kicker is about to give you this win that's yeah, as right. improbable as it gets. And your, and your quarterback is literally on the sideline saying it's too far out. It's too far out. We <laughs> it's, didn't. It's, it's weird energy. It is, it is weird energy. But I mean, that, that permeates, would, that would right? piss me off if I was a teammate or if I was a coworker. Well, and, and oh, we're going to fail. Oh, now, we're going to fail. This is bad. This is bad. We're going to fail. It's like, dude, what? what? Quite, and in retrospect now, you guys, doing? imagine the sideline with Zimmer and Cousins together. I know. And well, I'm not we saying saw, we saw it. It was explosive. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm saying as far as like the energy of like two guys who are both like, well, this is screwed up. No, it's really screwed up. No, I know yeah. it's screwed up. No, this is terrible. <laughs> no, no, it's worse than terrible. Yeah. Like it's O'Connell's the, uh... out there exuding confidence. It's the flight attendant metaphor that I always use. Like, just imagine if a flight attendant and the slightest thing of turbulence, like, oh my God, we're screwed. Oh, get the beverage cart out of here. Oh, God. I would start panicking as a passenger if the You mean, if when, the like, when they start putting down materials to cover the uh, the feces in the aisle, that that oh, might be a. The biohazard plane. Oh, are we really going to talk about the <laughs> oh. plane? I don't want to talk about it. Did you see the new photos that came out? No. Oh, I yeah. saw the video. I saw oh, the first video. The, the, yeah. The, yeah. I saw, I could have seen them. I didn't, I don't want to see them. By the way, as a guy who's dealt with, uh, you know, IBS and some stomach things my life, that is my worst. That is why I don't eat before getting on a plane. But, right. That is my worst but who, nightmare. But who crushes food before getting on a plane? And if you do, no, you're an idiot. Drinks, but Dude, I true. see people, well, like, pounding fast food, like, I know. finishing yeah. their fast food before they go on a plane. Like, what, what are you, you doing? You're, man, I need a little, you are tempting fate. Yeah, I need a little buzz on before I get on the plane, but I, I do not eat food before I go on the plane for the exact same reasons. Yeah. Worst, yeah, yeah, worst case, happens. you got to pee bad. That's okay. Yep, that's that's not going to be a but problem. even that, it's like I get, okay. God, I'm just, <laughs> last, week, last week, we did the cash thing. By the way, the cash handoff did oh, happen. Yeah. Yeah. Declan took a photo of the cash handoff, and I should say, the Macadacs went out. It was a nice weekend last weekend. We were looking for a couple sort of uh, retro pieces to put in our entryway. We went to a couple antique stores, bought a big, nice framed uh, you know, piece cash. of like 90s art and paid cash. Well, think about what great. you can do this weekend. Oh, we can go back. We can I mean, go to so many antique stores. Well, it's football season now, so not going to be able to make it to the antique stores. Um, what were we saying? Oh, uh, flights. Okay. So people are already annoyed. I see the overwhelming support for Judd, and I apologize. I, I'm more of a digital uh, transaction guy. 
But here's another one people can hammer me for. I get super annoyed if the flight, I would say this, if the flight, I like aisle seats yeah, in case I, like I have that. to go to the bathroom. I think yep. we all do. Okay. Which is selfish. But if the flight is two and a half hours or less, I get annoyed when people from the inside rows Agree. climb over to go to the bathroom. Because I feel like you should be able to hold it for longer than that. Unless there's yeah. some sort of emergency and you're going to, you know, well, need to turn the plane around. Okay, then run to the bathroom. But is that, ir- is that irrational? It no, I is. think. As I say that, it sounds No, I, I sort of feel the same way. Um, but I think that I think that people who are going to fly should be treated the same as as our moms probably treated us as kids when go we were about potty, to go swimming. Go no, but do you, first, do you remember the whole rule of thumb? If you're going to go swimming, don't eat before you go swimming because it you know it, it's going to give you stomach you know because you're. I don't know if I believe that. Well, the, the point swimming, is, I've heard that too. Does swimming actually give you an upset stomach if you've? Well, like I if think you house a bratwurst and jump in the pool. I think like. it can make you get sick because of what you're because of the exercise. In but the point is, the point is, <laughs> I think flying should be handled the same way. Like if you're going to crush food, you shouldn't fly. No, you're an idiot. And just you know, don't climb over people unless it's an emergency or if it's like a four hour flight. Okay, anyway, whatever. But I okay, uh, Dixon Cider chimes in here on YouTube. It's Regarding the random Viking of the Week controversy, so he's oh, dissecting boy. yesterday's. We had another just controversial close call moment yesterday with our new parameters, which we'll, we'll get to some, something on that too. Right. As a certified Mackie hater, mm-hmm. and then he says, as an aside, I think Mackie looks like he would yell at fast food workers who get his order wrong. Oof. <laughs> it's a double shot. It's yeah. a double shot right there. Nasty. That is not true, sir. Okay. I, I I would never yell at a fast food worker for getting my order wrong, but I digress. Uh, uh, one, Mackie said me first, the trigger word. And two, he was actually clearly saying, oh, it's Mo," and then said me. But then Declan said Mo before he said me. Hands down, Mackie victory. I think we've kind of gone over that. Uh, but that leads to the next comment, which is Frank North 164 on YouTube. And he says... Guys, there is absolutely zero difference between saying me as a buzzer word and being the first one to start answering the, the question like you've always done. It's your voice as the buzzer in both instances. The entire controversy is due to Phil cheating Judd out of a win with Reese Lloyd a year ago. A, Phil was second to respond, and I was first to finish, though. And B, admitted Judd's partial answer was the clue he needed to figure out the player in question. Well, yeah. It's all a very good point. I like this. Yeah. There's two There's things to unpack here. here. I like this guy. The first thing is I actually, a lot of people have pointed this out that we have like, this is like the catch rule thing where we are now, we've just like over convoluted this. Okay. I don't think we need a buzzer word. Cause like, I mean, Declan brought this up yesterday or what if we both say me at the same time, then it's the same controversy. Yes. Are we going to let one, let's go back to the Hank basket thing. We've done like 120 or 130 random Vikings. It's the only time. Well, it's happened twice. The Reese Lloyd thing, too. It's happened twice in 130. It happens like once a year. Mm-hmm. Are we going to let that derail the way that we operate on random Viking? I tend to agree. I think we should just go back to shout out the answer. And if we need the audience to, and lawyer Chase to slow down the video then and the audio, then we'll do no. that. I don't, I don't know if I'd label yesterday's controversy per se but it's convoluted now it's it's like oh we made a new rule and 
one yeah. of, like it's look I, do, do i feel um that i shot myself in the foot a little bit 100 percent. i i i sabotaged myself and i don't think and i know there's people in the comments that said like no phil only got it because declan said mo and and was waiting like, no i i think phil had it too i think phil had it tip his tongue i had my tip my tongue phil got it i, I i'm not gonna be too i'm not gonna want to change the rules completely because of it i was just more frustrated at myself for missing it that's why yeah. i was pissed can we are can we just go back to the way we did it and just hope that it doesn't happen every week that there's a tie i don't think we need a buzzer word hmm. okay okay just say that just sh- just shout the guess out like we've always okay. done that's fine well no no I, I mean i think if we're not gonna fix it hank basket should just be a tie in the books but well lawyer chase chimes in here okay L- lawyer chase defending his honor he says, I noticed there is a small amount of criticism regarding my message to Purple Daily <laughs> on Random Viking of the Week. This criticism is wrongly placed on the decision I made to award Declan the Hank Basket victory. The notes I send to Purple Daily and Score North are meant to be practical and to deter chaos. They are solely motivated to keep the core meaning of these games alive. Indeed, this is evidenced by the most recent Random Viking episode. From my note, Purple Daily decided to include a rule for how and when a host can guess. This new rule avoided chaos. Well, it actually didn't. And provided a clear winner. It did provide a clear winner. Further, these notes are technical, not legal. It does not take a genius to make a fair and equitable ruling. All it requires is attention to detail and the motivation to keep the core meaning of these games alive. Finally, I want to reemphasize, I am not a lawyer yet. (laughs) He finished law school. (laughs) Chase. Has Chase passed the bar? I took I the Minnesota think... bar in July, and I hope I passed. Oh, <laughs> That's right. oh God. So we're not. Oh, my God. <laughs> in the... <laughs> I thought he had passed. In the end, Purple Daily and Scornorth are the pillars of fantastic sports commentary, and I am excited they continue to be celebrated one before I die. Thank you. The Chase. honesty from Chase here and the mm-hmm. vulnerability is refreshing. Yep. It is. Yeah. Hopefully he passed. You know what, though? If he doesn't pass the bar, he can still be our lawyer. We don't really care. Yeah, it's he's, he's on retainer either way. We got your back, Chase. I'm just th- thinking, I, I wonder if I should find a a real uh, barrister now to take a take a second look at. Just a fresh set of eyes. Wouldn't it be cool if Alan Page came on? If, how would we explain this to Alan Page, the, the Supreme Court I, justice? I think Alan I, Page would call it a tie. But, like, I'm no, I'm saying, like, if you yeah, got a hold sure of it. I'm not asking that. I'm saying if you got a hold of him and yeah. said, how would you like, you got a 30-second elevator pitch or he hangs up on you. Hey, Alan, it's Judd from Purple Daily. Yeah, uh, Purple Daily is a podcast that you can find yeah. on YouTube, He's Apple, and Spotify. Up. We have a game called Random Viking of the Week, and Hank, ba- <laughs> Hank Basket was the player in question. And our producer and I tied. We both said Hank Basket at the same time. Would you mind taking a look at the video? Like he's what he, up what he say? No, no, he'd say no. He and and he he would probably rightfully so say, "Who the hell is Hank Basket?" <laughs> right, probably has no idea who Kendra Wilkerson and Hank Basket are. Uh, Wilkinson, it's Kendra Wilkinson. Whatever, I was close enough. Yeah. Okay, uh, Nick Dobson says, "Just want to thank you guys for the great content. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys." Third biggest month in Purple Daily history, August of 2023, before the season even started. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Vent line's coming back right after the game is over on Sunday here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. 
Uh, David V on YouTube says, what's the biggest month in Purple Daily history? Uh, I think March of this year. I think we was like free agency and Mm -hmm. all the different quarterback drama and everything. And then the second biggest month, I think, was when they fired everyone in January 2022. Mm -hmm. And they had a coaching search, a GM search. Jim Harbaugh came for a visit and Alex Boone came on for an hour and like told stories about Jim Harbaugh. So I think, I think March of this year, free agency, January of 2022, and then August of 2023 are the three biggest months in purple daily history. You guys are awesome. Mm -hmm. So thank you guys. Before we, uh, before we wrap, I do have video of the cash transaction between Mackie and Judd oh for the, oh for the mic issue at the oh, end of the uh, It's a big day. moment here. Okay. Okay. 240, okay. and that should be 250. Let's see here. 20, but make sure. Oh, 40, 60, 80, 20, 40, 60, 80. I just did the 80, 80. That's 130. 40, 250, yes. Okay. All right, cool. Shake hands. Yep. That's yes. Cold, hard cash, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> there it is just on a dock we are waiting for the larry the larry david moment where the and cash I, like oh blows out of my and hand then i pushed the phil in it was a mafia hit <laughs> uh, now you can swim with your cash forever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went tony soprano on you um let's see here uh we have a couple more here jeff altier says people are getting way too hyped about brian flores turning this team into a top-ranked defense. Did we forget Donatel was supposed to do the same thing? They're not in the same league, but let's temper defensive expectations. Faster does not mean better. There's also nowhere to go but up. They were well, 31st in yardage. Yeah, right? Don, Donatel was a train wreck, though. I mean, he was absolutely a train wreck. And the, the, the thing, too, is now there might that might be a good point based on what happened. So, so Flores has never been a D.C. before. He's got a ton of coaching experience, including three years with the Dolphins. So Flores took a bad defense in Miami, and his first year it didn't improve much, but he certainly started to improve it. And his second year it got downright good. So I think there is at least precedent. And, yeah, you know, it might not be as quick as the Vikings would like, but I also think that I don't think the personnel, I don't think the humans on the defense were as bad as they looked because of the scheme. So I'm sort of deferring to I think that there's some talent here that Mm -hmm. was not used. I mean, you know, I will go back to Daniel Hunter, PFF-wise, had a really good good year. And if you eye-tested him, he was misused for a good portion of the season. So I think using these guys right, I think it's going to cause a natural progression of improvement. But I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying top five, and it's not going to be top ten. Yeah, I mean, uh, faster does not mean better. I think it does in this case. I don't think it means better in all cases. But if you're talking about the 31st-ranked defense where half those dudes were over the hill, and you're swapping them out for younger, faster players like Pace, Asamoah, yeah. some younger, faster cornerbacks. I actually think speed with this defense is going to make them better. I get what you're saying that it's not all about speed because you got to be in the right spot. You got to know how to read your keys and all that stuff. But, um, but we'll see. We'll see starting on Sunday. Uh, Jacob Lee says, any comment on Jimmy Buffett passing away? You know, I liked I liked Buffett had some great song Come Sunday to me. I'm I'm not sure if if you guys are familiar with Come Sunday. Come Sunday is a great song. Um I I wasn't a huge fan. Like I didn't like buy his at the time albums, records, CDs, but yeah, he was great. 
The 70s had some magical um, singers who have passed. Gordon Lightfoot, I absolutely yeah. loved. Jimmy Buffett. Like, there was some... And and Phil, in, in your world, he fits in a little bit to certainly the yacht rock scene. He's a little... He's like... There's some fringe... Yeah, I mean, he was on yacht the yacht. Rock vibes there. He was yeah. on the yacht a lot. Let's not, you know. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I grew up, this is, I'm not comparing them as uh, like legendary musicians, but the Smash Mouth guy dying actually yeah. was more, I used to come home, you know, late 90s, watch Total Request Live on MTV every day with Carson Daly. I feel like yeah. Smash Mouth was, like they had like two or three songs, I feel like, that charted Oh, so yeah. he died of lung cancer. I don't even think he's 60 years old. He wasn't. Lung cancer he was is a 50s. bitch, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I killed, so. uh, got uh, um, Brad Maxwell, the former North Star, who yeah. I grew up loving and, and who turned it into a friend of ours. Or no, it was liver cancer uh, oh, or liver him? failure oh, okay. for Smash Mouth guy. Lung cancer for Brad, Brad Maxwell. Yeah, yeah, Brad passed at 66. I think it was last week now, and that was super sad. And, yeah, I, I that would be a terrible disease. Awful. Cheap plug, Phil. Uh Dark Side of the Ring has now morphed into numerous other spinoffs of Dark Side of these events, and there's Dark Side of the 2000s that has just been released, Ooh. and there's a whole episode on TRL's Rise and Fall. Oh, my gosh. Injected into my it's veins. phenomenal. Yes. One of the Backstreet Boys guys is, like, one of the main people that, like, narrates the whole episode. Okay. Oh, got to check that out for sure. Oh, and correction, Amazing. Jim, thanks. It's come Monday. I'm a dummy. Not come Sunday. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Sunday because of right. the Minnesota Vikings and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, you know what's the great, the greatest part? Week two, because of the Thursday night game. Week two, boys, we get Scotty Hansen, and we get the Octo Box, and oh. we get eight hours, eight uninterrupted hours of the National Football League. Week two, we get Red Zone. Yes. What hey, comment. You? From someone threw it in here. Uh, Anthony Edwards, one goat, by the way. Uh, RIP Team USA. They just got bounced in the semifinals by Germany. He says, you guys got to get Randy Vikes 69 on again. So we're working with Randy Vikes 69 on what times and days he's available. I believe we're going to bring him in during Tuesday's Purple Daily Show. Okay. So he's been a part of the Mackie and Judd podcast, which we've kind of molded into our different team-centric podcasts. So this will be like the first season where Randy Vikes gives his stud and dud stables on Purple Daily. We'll probably like lead with something on Tuesdays and then bring him in as the show is going. There, there were some, how can I put this nicely? It felt like towards the end of last season, there were some uncomfortable appearances, like where he got mad at us. And yeah. uh, and I I haven't divulged this, but I did hear that he, was, that he also had talked uh, to different potential partners oh he was shopping his services different media you know there are a lot of media outlets out there that won't let you appear because of the threat of score north on two local yeah, outlets. i heard so i i i heard there were at least two shows on a competing well it's not competing because it's a station and we're not i heard there was two a couple of other shows that he was talking to yeah well we'll see where i guess we'll see where it lands here between now and tuesday uh, hey, also between now and Sunday, maybe you have time to call your favorite van to your house to fix some electrical issues, huh? Oh, that, that's exactly. You know what? 
Beep, beep. If you're a big Vikings fan, beep, beep, beep. If you're a big Vikings fan, you know what? Best of, of both worlds. If you have an electrical issue in your home right now, you can call my friends at Finch Home Solutions. Cody and his team do a great job. And here's the best part. Like, let's say you're at home and you're like, God, I'd love to talk about the Vikings game. And boy, you know what? I need an outlet put in. Finch Home Solutions is the perfect place to go because nobody likes to talk about the purple more than Finch. And nobody likes to fix anything big or small in your home from an electrical standpoint than Finch Home Solutions. They do an absolutely marvelous job right now a free electrical panel inspection, or a $199 home safety inspection. Again, big or small, it could be something as simple as an outlet. It could be something as major as rewiring your home. Finch Home Solutions does it all, and it's as simple as a phone call or going online. 612-357-2604, finchhomesolutions.com. There is a form that you can actually fill out. They will see that. They will then come to your house. I'm telling you, fast, courteous, professional, finchhomesolutions.com. And I know Cody will be watching that game with great interest on Sunday. People asking about realistic risk. We have two Randys in our friend stable. We have a Randy Vikes 69. Uh, it's Randy from Cottage Grove. He's the longtime, uh, he used to call into our radio version of Ventline, and he's a, he watches film and has a, a weird backstory, but. He comes on our show and does his stud and dud stables. And then uh, people asking about realistic Randy. So realistic Randy, uh, he's been going through some health issues the last few months, and he's just had to kind of scale back on some of the content and side projects that he's uh, that he's had on his plate. But we stay in touch, and the door is open. Uh, we're wishing him the best as he uh, just goes through some health issues, and we'll keep you guys posted. Would love to have him back on the, the platform here. And, uh, hey, also, if you're looking for some fun times with the family here over the next uh, couple of weeks, the next three weeks here, beer, food, people dressed as Vikings, jousting, like actual jousting, the Minnesota Renaissance Festival is uh, still going on here uh, up until October here. Actually, uh, through October 1st, Festival Friday through October 1st, 50 games, rides, and attractions, 16 stages of exciting entertainment, delicious food, giant turkey legs, Nordic meatballs, over 250 artisans and shops throughout the festival. We're also giving away tickets on the Score North app, a four-pack to Bold North Adventure Weekend, the Minnesota Renaissance Festival, Weekends Labor Day, and Festival Friday through October 1st. Visit renaissancefest.com. Woof. All right, boys. That's our Feedback Friday live stream here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. We'll hit you with Purple Picks on Saturday and Vikings Vent Line right after Vikings Bucks finish up on Sunday. Or if the Vikings are down 33 nothing at halftime, nah. Judd will leave and we'll go live at halftime. No, I'll never leave again. Okay. I'll never leave again. <laughs>